Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Industry Monday Spoken Word Poetry, the art, the industry, the viability, and this is our purpose driven word show. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and our co host is Sweet Francois. How are you doing today, Francois? Peace, it's Sweet Francois, everybody. How are you? Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for having me, as always. Um, I'm well. I mean, start of a new year, and Lots to do and never enough time to do it, but we're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. So just let us know, what do you have for this new year? I know you have an event coming up in March, correct? Yes, we have Peace, Love, and Poetry Soul Opera at the World Cafe Live, as usual. World Cafe Live, the Queen in Wilmington, Delaware, um, March 19th, my 47th birthday celebration as well. Um so we're excited okay. about that. March is always a big deal for us. Um, the theme of the show will be Lover's Conversation, in which I'm dropping a single that I co-wrote and co-performed with um, Double Boy of Anaya Jazz Band and Philip Joseph, a vocalist. So we're excited about that. Um, the single is also called Lover's Conversation. Um, I have another single dropping with another jazz band, Valentine's Day um, at the Christina Cultural Arts Center in Wilmington with um, Point Blank Jazz Band that I was featured on one of their singles. So um, it's a, already a busy first quarter. And, you know, had some events this weekend for the MLK celebrations and, um, you know, booked well into the fall, I think. <laughs> so it's going to be a good and very interesting year, very productive year. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and speaking of MLK, everybody like to, and they were celebrating his birthday today. And Mike Gwynn did have an event, and so he um, may be running late because he had a 6:30. He had to be at another event um, for the MLK celebration. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So we are talking about, you know, purpose-driven words, and um, it's definitely like such a time as this. This is a time where I think the people need the poet. Mm -hmm. They need the the poet voice. The poet is, you know, in position to help articulate, you know, how we feel, our concerns, our hopes, our strategies. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a piece called Garveyism that a woman named Queen did. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she hasn't been in the game for a while. She's married. Matter of fact, she just called me this weekend. Mm-hmm. She married with two kids living in Texas. <laughs> she really wow. Has, but she did this back in, I think, 2006. She did this album. It was called Fierce, Bad, and Dangerous. And it's a piece, Garveyism. And um, we strategized on Sunday. um Talk technique on Tuesday, write war on Wednesday, follow through on Thursday, um, or follow through on Friday, something on Thursday. But every day of the week was a strategy. You know, you be my mm-hmm. black, I'll be your green, we'll bleed the blood of our ancestors' love. And I think wow, more than now, this is a time, yeah, mm-hmm. that um, the poets 
um, words are um, really, really needed. So um, Does she have that recorded? Yeah, yeah. Her album was called Fierce, Bad, and Dangerous. Okay, um, I, I don't have it uploaded here. That's all right. I yeah, it's on SoundCloud. I had just uploaded it. Um, I have to check her out on SoundCloud. Yeah, awesome. yeah, the Master Grill Radio on SoundCloud. It's called Garveyism. Because I told her about, you know, like it'd be a great time now to look at, you know, you know, redoing it as far as mm-hmm. um, not the words, but you know, redoing the music to it. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing it um, a little bit more up to date. But um, the words are phenomenal. But there are, like, so many pieces. And, like, it was wild. I went back to the Mescule Project. We did one compilation called Purpose Driven Words. And I actually went back to that. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but so much of it is still relevant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Rhapsody has a piece on her debut CD, Spoke Inward, called Choice that she did with Quiet Rage. Um, you know, and that just talk about, you know, all the different things going on, but you got a chance to be, you know, you can either be that thug or that king. You can be that, you know, wild woman or that queen. You know, you have mm-hmm. a choice. You know, it's up to you. Um, and, you know, we can live as kings, we can live as queens. And, you know, that's, like, so important right now where you have you know, protesting and rioting and how different ways people are choosing to act that out. Right, right, So you right, can do right. it in a manner that's going to produce something good, or you can do it in a manner that's just angry and then just keep negative fallout and don't right. really advance us. So, um, you know, it's just, well, I mean, I, like, think almost these pieces were done between 2005 and 2006. <laughs> Amazing. I know, it's amazing how relevant so many things are, not just from 2005 to 2006, but even before that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's what's happening. People, even with the with Selma coming out now, people are real, you know, younger people. Like um, yeah. some of my, my children's friends who didn't have parents who showed them a lot of the classics and documentaries and things as I did, um, they are they are amazed at how relevant um, some some of most of the things that um, the civil rights movement stood for are still relevant. In fact, there was a a young man who's only 19 and um, who's a youth advocate here. I'm so proud of him because he dropped out of high school. His name is Keith Adams. If anyone wants to look him up, but he um, six is 19. He's a recovering heroin addict. Okay, he's in uh, recovery he was a young heroin addict and he's clean been clean now for a little over a year but just in a year the things he's accomplished there was a huge march today and he says some of it is that you know once he became clean and began to listen to people and begin to talk to people who he normally wouldn't talk to outside of his age group he realized how relevant some of the same thing issues were he decided to take it upon himself to 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 be a youth voice and to organize and mobilize the youth. And I'm so excited about that youth movement here in Wilmington specifically because of the level of violence per capita we're having and the poetry and the hip-hop that is coming out of it from the young folk. It's just absolutely so amazing. And um, it's so in alignment with the subject matter tonight. And um, 
It's just that we continue to be the grids of old. We continue to um, be the voice, and that voice is carrying on, and it will always be. And, um, you know, we have to recognize that even if we don't have celebrity, so-called quote-unquote celebrity status as poets, um, we still, our voice is still important. Our voice is still important to capture, to mobilize, to inspire um, the people. And it's usually at a very, um, I don't like the word, but I'm going to use it for lack of better words, at an underground type of movement. It's always an underground movement that tends to eventually bubble up into the mainstream. So we just have to uh, be mindful and and recognize that we are beginning to tap into some of the mainstream thanks, mainstream thanks to the outlets that we have, such as you said earlier, um, SoundCloud and YouTube and, um, you know, Reverb Nation, Facebook and, and, uh, and Blog Talk Radio, you know what I mean? Think about it, how difficult yeah. would it have been to have such a platform at one time to um, be able to share this information and and pass on this information to the public. So, you know, we have to recognize that um, we still have far to go, but we've made a lot of strides and the purpose, um, our words are important and our messages are important. Yeah, and, um, and they've always been, you know, like for me, you know, I will hear someone or see something, and I'll say, oh, God, so-and-so could use that. That's why a lot of times I feel like I'm the connector person. And that's why I was like, that's why I really wanted to focus on this about the business of it because I know a lot of poets think sometimes the business size is being commercial. Mm-hmm. But if you have a message and you're giving a way, and you're giving a way to get the message out, a message is not for you to keep to yourself. Right. Or just to whom you, you know, just to who you stand in front of when you're giving a means to share it. Because that message that you have is relevant for somebody that may live on the other side of the world, but that doesn't mean they're not going through it. You know, that's still another human being that can be in the same circumstances and situations. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability, you know, to for them to hear it and access it. And, you know, it came from when I worked in a boys' home, you know, I really saw the difference. And it just um, happened at a CD when we just did the compilation. I made a had it with me. And um, we were taking them somewhere. I put it in the car, and I saw the guys respond to it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that was, that was just Greg. But they were, um, you know, and, you know, to them, just Greg was old because they were young, you know. And <laughs> But they, you know, I saw it. They really got into what he was saying. And, you know, they liked the lyricism. And they all tried to rap, and they all be on the corner. A lot of them didn't necessarily, you know, some of them had, you know, the lyrical skills. Some of them had oratories. And some of them, they just was mocking what they saw, which was a big issue because, Mainstream media and a lot of hip hop was bad, negative. They just mocked what they heard, saw. Mm-hmm, but then when you mm-hmm. gave them an option, they're like, "Oh, wow!" Right. And right. you know, 
just because of those simple type of things, and we were able to get them into one of the boys. Well, the theater came, and they taught playwriting, which helped them write out their stories, and some of them got mm-hmm. to see their stories on stage. And mm-hmm. then um, the Rotunda had this hip-hop thing. I took them down there, let them sit and spit, and one guy got... Um, it's me productions, but they were doing. The, they had the contract for an anti-violence campaign, a PR campaign, and they had the, on the buses, the radio, and one of the guys from the House of Moses got most to play, and right. um, he was a great oratory, and he was nice, dark-skinned looking guy, so he would be on the buses and everything. So I mean, he really. Then he went to pursue. We were trying to get him into actually pursuing a more modeling career. And actually, because he was such a good orator, but he wanted to be a rapper. But the point mm-hmm. is, it because of that exposure from that one CD and the little different exposures, it expanded their options. Right. You know, you take before they heard that CD, their options were were different. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, right now, let me play a little something um, we were talking about when you talk about the young man and all, this is another one of Queens. It says, I can't save the babies if I ain't saved myself. So say word. Say word, Queen. Say word. <laughs> <laughs> say word. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
traditions No skills of African religion You too bad, take on Malcolm's advice And fight for our lives, the lives of the children See our seeds, we baby seeds Need mommy and daddy Grandmommy and granddaddy is called a family We can only do what we see And we see you dealing with perpetration and hypocrisy We see you with two, three, four Sometimes five different baby mama, different baby daddies we see you guys on the phone talking about Regina, Tina, Jim. How many times y'all hit the now? Do I keep, keep going back in, girl? Always running your lips. The only three words you can say to me is shut your mouth. Go get this and do it again. Well, how about these three? I love you. Always dream big. You are special. You're so sweet. Do your best. Since having you, I am blessed. But you keep blaming me for the reason your life is a mess. Don't be pressing me about saving these babies. That's why I stay stressed with bags under my eyes and a bruised chest. I know too many kids in Philly who can't pass a simple grammar test. I know too many kids in Jersey who ain't H yet. I know too many kids in Harlem who ain't been hugged yet. So I'm taking this challenge solo so I can make more dough to hand out free checks. Every time I try to make a change, too many black feet beat pressed against my neck. And every six hours I gotta pop prescription pills because I'm so damn depressed. Not to mention, I'm homeless. I've sold everything in my rest. I'm now sleepless. So I can try to save these babies like me had no guidance. Cause after the first round, you dropped out the race and let the system raise it. So we keep a court case while you smile in the judge's face. And tell the reporters, we're such a disgrace. I mean, I don't know what's going on with these kids these days. I'm tired of talking. Plus it's getting late. And when the baby's in the bed asleep, this gives me just enough time to revise my plan and try harder for them in the morning. But elders, I'm still a baby. Who gon' save me? This is how the formula's supposed to be. I look up to you, then they'll look up to me. So when I try my pen in the morning, I know it can work, cause I follow such a great lead. But you have no faith in me. So sometimes I feel like I can. I can. We can just, you know, we could do a 
top 40 for a few years. You know, <laughs> just playing you off know. the stuff that haven't been heard. <laughs> right, right. Just, I mean, I mean, there are a lot of poets with a lot of good quality work, and yeah. um, but you know, you know, one with us being regional and everything. But one thing um, that was I was talking about that I thought about was. I've been writing on this whole week. I'm writing on love as far as in my blog because we're preparing mm-hmm. for February. And mm-hmm. today, and we're going off the tenets from Black, Black Love Day. So mm-hmm. um, the um, one first tenet is love for the creator. Next tenet is love for self. And um, if we don't, you know, love ourselves, you know, like, I can't say, baby, I'm not saving myself. We, I actually look at the definition. The definition of self-love is negative. They say about being conceited, thinking too highly of oneself. So I said, well, no wonder we in our society had this twisted view of what it is to love oneself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We think it's our clothes, our jewelry, and all of this, or it's somebody, you know, or put, put a negative connotation and then we think it's some kind of um, glory in, you know, in denying ourselves mm-hmm. and, um, you know, not speaking, you know, well of ourselves. And I don't mean self-grandizement, but I know that's a definitely like an area for you. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and... I think that's another area in the purpose-driven words and the place that we need with all of our reality TV and all. You know, that definition of truly what self-love is and, you know, what it is not. So... And and that's why I've chosen Peace, Love, and Poetry as my platform, my message, my... my, the value of 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 my productions um because you know I tell people that as I work on myself I share the journey um and part of it is is that I want to live a life full of peace and love and create one that looks like poetry, you know, poetry in motion. And that's what that's come from, and that's why we choose the themes that we choose. It's uh, we've had themes um we started out real fun loving, you know, the great basement party, you know, old school basement party and um uh dance and romance. But as we begin to evolve and I begin to look at the message as the audience began to grow what my purpose and responsibility was, um, through my work. And so when it came to me one night I was at a Shice event, um uh um his spoken word weekly event, I decided to finally get away and go and support another artist in Philly. And um, I was sitting there, and I'm always inspired by people and the music and the crowd and everything, especially when they don't really know who I am. And so, and it came to me, Peace, Love, and Poetry, that's what it is. And that's, you know, how Peace, Love, and Poetry came to be. And as I mentioned earlier, the themes begin to evolve. You know, we... We talk about some very difficult things, but it's all about coming back to love, loving oneself, being fearless in loving oneself, being um, unashamed and saying, I love myself, and therefore I can love others. In fact, 
Reverend Kaysen at a um MLK event that I did just yesterday, um, he closed out after my poem and he said, you know, one thing is that, you know, we're asking people we're saying all lives matter, not just black lives, but we can't we have to understand all lives matter and if all lives matters and we are asked to love our brothers and sisters and our neighbors, those who we've seen, um those who we see and we cannot love, and the you know um, someone I think we said a Mark or John. I'm sorry, you, you biblical people can correct me. Um, he once said, "How can we love God who we have not seen, and love, and not love our brother and sister who we have seen?" He said, "I beg to say, to differ to say, we have to go even a little deeper. How can we ask someone?" to love our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, our, if we don't love ourselves, the, someone that we know, and we know our deepest secrets. And so um, I thought yeah. that was, like, so profound. And I was like, you know, it saddens me. Uh, my best friend and I was talking about it earlier today as well. It saddens me that people don't love themselves. And I had to realize that I ain't got that issue. You know what I mean? And I remember when I was younger, people said, well, she thinks she's better than everybody else. And I didn't understand what they were talking about. It's not that I ever thought I was better than anyone else. I just thought that I was worthy. You know, I was worthy of all things good. You know, I've always felt that. I've always believed that. And like I said, sometimes, you know, you begin to doubt it because you operating from this unknown thing that motivates you. And you tend, and every time I've tried to be normal, it don't work for me. Because the status quo is normal, and status quo don't work for me. Mediocrity does not work for me. And when I began to own that, um, I began to excel, and I began to, um, my purpose became more and more revealed to me. And and that's what I, and I realized that, wow, if I could just get my kids to love themselves and be comfortable in being unique and be comfortable in not being as sad as quote, and everything will be fine. And, in fact, I have a young son going through some difficulty now, and it landed him somewhere he didn't, He realizes now he ought not be. He says, Mom, this stuff will make you retarded. Being normal ain't cool. I said, I'm glad you know that. So now I need you to come home and be extraordinary, you know, um, be the extraordinary, unique, quirky guy that you are and be comfortable in it. And um, we have to know that as poets, you know, part of it is sharing our journey as we evolve. But that's what I—that's what it boils down to for me is, is helping people find the love of self. I think that's where it all begins for me. Um, that's why I do things on stage such as, um, you know, I'm 47, overweight, and I danced. You know, I had to learn how to dance uh, to be able to perform a, a dance performance at my last show. And I told people I did it so that if I stretch myself, maybe you'll inspired to stretch yourself. Maybe you'll be inspired to do something you've always been afraid to do or thought you couldn't do it or said, I won't do it or I won't look right, I won't be comfortable. Um, so I tried to especially demonstrate to women of a certain age that it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much weight you've gained. It doesn't matter you don't look like you did in your 20s. You know what I mean? Um, but you can absolutely and positively do something 
better than you did in your 20s. Do something greater than you did. Do something new. Life does not stop unless you choose for it, until you go in the grave, unless you choose for it to stop. And so, um, you know, that's been my message. And, and, and I love being around poets and hearing other poets like Queen, um, you know, pick their purpose pick their message and stick to it. Just Greg has been great with that. Shice has been good with that. Um Talam AC was absolutely the greatest in that realm to be able to be such a poetic storyteller and to touch and inspire lives with his messages. So um yeah. you know, I just want poets that are listening to um remain true to that. Remain true to whatever your message is, and be open to evolving as you grow and sharing the evolution through your messaging. Because, you know, you don't want to be stuck doing it. Because if you're doing the same poem that you were doing 10 years ago when I saw you, I know you're not evolving as a person, let alone as a poet. So I become uninterested, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, but we 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 have to continue to evolve. And, it, and we are evolving People, you know, and I see poetry evolving as an industry as well. So, um, the message is yeah. important that they that you identify what messages you try to convey. And again, not to be so long winded, I apologize. But another no. thing, it goes back to what we talked about a few a few months ago, is that once you know what your message is, and you write and you perform and you're you you're uh, good. A delivering of that message, you can tap into opportunities, corporate opportunities, organizational opportunities, event opportunities that will um, pay you to share that message. It absolutely gives you an audience. It helps you identify your target market, and it helps you be able to, instead of running around wasting a whole lot of time, helps you target your business Um based on your message so that you can grow and get paid people to deliver your message as a poet. So it goes back into what you have always been sharing through um, um, this platform, Jacqueline and um, Master Grids have been sharing that, you know, it's, it can you make yourself, it becomes a viable business for you. And one of the th- ways to start that is to be clear about your message. And therefore, as you become clear with your message, you get to also um, more clearly um, demonstrate your brand. Your message as becomes well. your brand. That's right. You know, like for an Absolutely. artist, you know, poet, especially your message becomes your brand. And so the more clear you are on it, see, if you articulate it clear if you visually articulate it clear as far as the logo or whatnot then what happens is we speak it clear because so mm-hmm. if i said oh did you hear francois and he's like no i never heard girl she's so good she be you know she be ripping on this and she talks about this and that and i will tell your story to someone else that right. actually that's what marketing is always about word of mouth. Yes, and there like you have your brand um concept and then you have your brand perception. Your uh-huh. brand um concept is what you come up with. This is my brand. Your brand perception is what I might tell Susie May your brand is <laughs> what I tell that's my right. girlfriend that's and she right. gonna tell somebody else. And so, you know, your goal is to to align that. So 
the, the when you're consistent with your message, your style, your delivery, when you have that consistent you, that mm-hmm. you know that unique part of you, and it's consistent, people pick up on it, and when they share, they can clearly share and articulate, you know who right. you are, mm-hmm. and you know that's you know that's why it's important, and um, I mean, and it's okay if you're just developing. At least you know this is what your goal is and what you aspire to. And um, like Frederick the Entertainer says, you're not just talking all willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not just going through stuff all willy-nilly, like just mm-hmm. doing stuff and not knowing, you know, what you're going after. So it's okay if that's not where you are now. But at least now, once you know what you're aspiring to and you set an intention, Mm-hmm you will begin to attract what you need. Yeah. And sometimes, yes. a lot of times, it's just recognizing. Some people think they don't have a specific voice. But, like, me, it's more like when I do marketing with people, I'm going to sit down and I start reviewing. I say, you may not think you have a voice, but you don't, may not realize you have a consistent message throughout. There may be different right. words. They may be, you know, told differently, flow may be a little different, but there's a consistent message and story that you have. Right, It's actually right. ringing true. And um, because, you know, I you know, definitely believe, well, most artists are full of messengers, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, that's the role of the artist is to tell a story through whatever, right. you know, medium it is, that's, you know. And we all have a purpose, and um, but um, that's just what's key. So, you know, what I'm going to do here, we're going to do a little mix. We're going to go to some Cody Chestnut since we're, you know, we're still on this realm because we really have to get our heads in place for this movement that's coming because mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. thing when you see Selma, they have strategy, and they know they're in it for the long haul, and they are consistent mm-hmm. and clear. But right. this is Cody Chestnut, features Hezekiah, and it's what kind of cool will we think of next. <laughs> so I think you'll right. enjoy this. Greetings, people. This is Cody Chestnut, True Capital Keys, and you're listening to Brother Hezekiah, here for the Common Soul. <laughs> Next to hide behind 
uh-huh. they ain't gonna be good enough to so it's bigger than caffeine or cigarettes Or sex tapes on the internet He confused cause he ain't figured yet uh, Can't start just to get a rap Little man quit his job that day Three months later back for less pay uh, We ain't reaching him Pan said he ain't listening He was christening him Something's changing him And he don't look the same to them He explains to them Cosmetic epidemics went wild this summer uh, People dying to be younger Self-esteem's at an all-time low And some things we just outgrow Damn, how much you grow shit Man, that was so three years ago Obsolete like a VHS Now it's Blu-ray and high tech And you love what you're seeing on the TV set Cause you run out quick trying to be that shit And how you flying first class when you know you're broke you saying I'm too cool for coach And he stated, and I quote Be cool, don't rock the boy, let's go Hezekiah's done some great work, right? Yeah, he's getting ready to release too. So yeah, he's releasing February tenth a new album, and he is asking for our help and support. I'm uh, gonna run okay. around. Everybody got a platform. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to hold um, a listening party, radio shows? Yeah, okay. people think I'm miracle. I'll be begging you, artists, ninety days. So it come to me less than 30 days. I'm releasing a single. <laughs> I'm like, y'all killing me. <laughs> oh, so y'all killing me. But he does. He has the image, everything. He has dates. He's even going over to Germany. So, you know, they, he has dates and um, tours and different things. And they're asking people if you want to do a listening party. So, I mean, Hez is a, um MC. He's a producer. He produced that song for Cody Chestnut, too. And um, well, he's a, he's, a, he's a good hookup. So he's if anyone's guy, out yeah, there. He is. he is, he is. Yeah, so if anyone's out there. And he's been in the game for a minute. He's been doing it for a minute. Working with some yep. great people, too. People who are yep. mainstream and doing big things, so. Yeah, and that's the one thing with his hip hop. He has a lot of musicality because he's a musician as well, yeah. and he does a lot of you know, you know, smooth tunes, jazzy notes, things and all like that. So really, um, you know, brings the pill to. He just brings his hip hop to another level. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely love him. Huge yeah. fan, so, huge fan. <laughs> Yeah, so well, it's good. He said, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you you got your own people. <laughs> he said, yeah, you got a whole crowd. 
like, okay. <laughs> but he always finds out he has fans, he, you know, people he never knew about. He really does appreciate people's support. So, so. And that's also, too, a lesson. You see, you never know. And that's why I like the post to really know. I mean, it's a big difference now between 2006 when we first started this message. Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised who really likes you and who hears you. Nowadays, you don't have to, you know, know the person. It's not just, yeah. you know, your local people or the people you know or even the people in your open mics with. Right, Once right, something right. hits the, you know, Internet, and now what's happening, even though there's a great debate over streaming and it's the rate of pay, because I, I know someone right. was talking about you know, Taylor Swift. She did pull her music, but it's because she felt Spotify was not paying enough because mm-hmm. you could have several million streams. I think I'm Happy had 143 million or more streams, and he only got oh, or however many up to millions Happy had in streams. He only, um, I think he only got between forty-three or $60,000. Wow. He got paid from Spotify for all of those streams. Wow. Uh, for real, yeah. So, and, um, so that ratio is what she was debating. Mm-hmm. But what I want our poets to know and understand is that, one, how you leverage streaming, Playlist. Mm. Playlist mm-hmm. is the focus. Get people to put your music on playlists. So, but that means you have to distribute it. Pay mm-hmm. for the distribution. Okay, right, right you now. You talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not an issue. Okay, yeah, it's probably not right. Pharrell got that that ratio, but not too many poets are doing several million streams anyway. Right. So you know, it's not you, you, right now. Your goal is to be to be heard, recognized, and what what playlist does for you. And and I'm telling you, I do playlists, and I'm starting to get followers on my playlists. I incorporate playlists in my blogs, all different type of places. And any time I got opportunity to incorporate a poet, I'm going to do it. My problem is, I go to Spotify, none of the poets I know are on there. Right, right. I, I do, right. Um, right now, I got a coup in the room out of Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple other poets, but honestly, they don't have top quality work. Nadira, oh, okay. Nor, Nadira Norjahan, I have her on a playlist. Um, right. I think my real grown, real sexy. But what you do, a playlist, I, you get to get mixed in with all the majors. Gotcha. A playlist is popping. And you're popping. People can't tell. I, I do a party. My party playlist gets the most. Right. Like wow. Almost half of that playlist is indie. It, um, wow. Range the Messenger, who Hezekiah produced. He comes right mm-hmm. after Janelle Monet on Tightrope. Oh, when that's I, awesome. Yeah, when I put them on who's, who's playing, I got Janelle Monet. I tag her. I tag Desi Delario. Desi's independent. I tag Hezekiah. Um... I, you know, I'm going to tag you in with all of these people. Chrisette Michelle, I had her tag with um, a, a, the Intelligence. She's a rapper, young woman I found on mm-hmm. Facebook that's, mm-hmm. like, really awesome. And, um, 
and she copies that, and she copies that. So when Chrisette Michelle's looking at, she's seeing this name. Now, she may right. or may not respond, but what happens is we respond to things that we don't even actually know. It's, it's the third try. When you hear something the first time, somebody could give you a spill, you're like, all right. But you really mm-hmm. don't pay much attention to it because you don't have mm-hmm. no attachment to it. But if right. you hear that by the third time, you're going to be so much more open to listening to that message. Right. And so that is the value of playlists. So do your own playlist. Ask people to share your playlist. Ask people to come collab on your playlist. And what you want to do is incorporate your work on a playlist. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, so it could just be something you like listening to, but instead of just doing, a lot of times we just do all the most populars and all, mix that, mix those playlists up. You right, know, it's always right. about rhythm and flow. As long as the rhythm and flow works, and I tell you, my real grown and real sexy, especially my party playlist, because I have more independent artists on there, but you wouldn't be able to tell, you really can't tell the difference. Mm, it, good, you know, you, that but that's again. Now that comes into production. You got a good production. Wow. You can't tell the difference between the indie and all because what happened? People recognize what they recognize, and mm-hmm. you know this tune. I may not quite recognize it, but and so um, it still sounds good, and the, and the flow is right. You know, and right. then again. Who 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 works flows and things? What playlists are good for? Who 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 are the the influencer and the king of playlists? DJs. Mhm. Mhm. And so, okay, now let's go back to professional recording. If you record a single and you record it bare, you record it with music, and you can just do the instrumentals if you want. But when you do that. You can go give a DJ, they may take your beer and just mix it on top of other things. The Molly, right. this is one big thing he did with um, Lear Respect. Right. Because Lear Respect is also good MC. He took a lot of her work and did it like, you know, to put her work over house music, different type of things, and gave her a CD. But DJs do these things. So there's just mm-hmm. so many opportunities out there. So. You know, right now I'm just throwing these things out because I just want everyone to stretch their mind. You know, right. just, you know, don't put yourself in a box or, you know, just in one place. Like, you know, be open. Sometimes people say things and, you know, people just look down on it. But, I mean, these things, really, they're happening all the time. And we now see um, the DJ is prominent now. Right. That's spoken word. That's right. You know, in 2006, you know, you know, and that's a place, again, where, you know, how you said, um, Francois, that, you know, being normal just doesn't work for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's something I had to accept for myself because, you you know how people looked at me? I'm not a poet. I'm not on the poet scene. I am from Philly, even though people think I'm from, people always ask me where I'm from. I am born and raised in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, whether mm-hmm. I sound like mm-hmm. it or not. But, you know, they didn't know me from a can of paint. No Vision, no Damali, no Just Great. They didn't know me from a can of paint. I had never been in the entertainment industry except for, yeah, I, mark, I did marketing for visual artists and I started doing marketing for theater artists. That was my extent. 
But and I'm coming to these poets telling them I had these visions. You do, you know, they had most of them did. A lot of them looked at me like I was crazy, but a lot of them said, "Oh well." And then these things actually came to pass. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what we're we gonna do? I'm gonna play one more, and then when I'm gonna play one more thing, can close us out, Francois. I'm gonna play one more thing and bring you back on, and you close us out. I got you. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Of course. Okay. On the beat, Kaziah, featuring Richard Raw, and Kanye Dawes on vocals.
listening to Master Grid's Industry Mondays with your host, Jacqueline Taylor Adams. And I'm the co-host, Sweet Friend Sean, your poet and um, co-host, and so grateful and thankful for you guys sharing with us tonight. And just please take away that we are the messengers. We can continue to use our voices through poetry, music, and song to share and to elevate and to inspire. We hope to see you and hear from you soon. Peace, love, and happiness. Have a great night. And make sure you check us out on Facebook or on Blog Talk Radio at Master Grid Radio. We look forward to hearing from you. So on behalf of our founder and market strategist, Jacqueline Adams-Taylor Adams, we wish you a good and peaceful night. Be well, everybody. <laughs>